I'm your host, Stephanie Williams, and welcome back to the IMG Arena podcast series. I know I had promised you the technology team for today's episode, but you will have to wait a little longer for that one. Absence make the heart grow fonder after all. However, you'll not be disappointed as today I am super pleased to say we are joined by some very, very new faces within IMG Arena. This month's episode is all about first jobs and grad schemes. It has been many, many years since I started work at IMG Arena, or formerly IMG Gaming, and God knows how long since my first job. So I'm hoping these fresh-faced lot will be able to refresh memories and give insight onto what it's like starting a career at IMG Arena. So let's introduce our guests. First up, we have Ariane Power, who is the events executive with the marketing team. Hi, Steph. Next, we have Ed Filton, who is a research and data analyst in the rights team. Hi, Steph. Thanks for having me along. And finally, we have John. And a massive big welcome to John, who is completely brand new to IMG Arena. And I think you've been with us for seven days now, and he is a graduate software developer. Thanks, Steph. It's great to be here. So welcome everyone and thank you for joining today. I'm pleased that you have all joined us and we are all kind of in person today, so it's much nicer. But let's quickly shake the cobwebs off and do some icebreakers. First of all, I'm going to go to John. Where would you time travel if it was possible? I'd definitely say probably about two weeks ago, just because it was uh, I was in nice sunny Greece two weeks ago. It's been a bit of a change come back into work. Ariane, over to you. What is the biggest pet peeve you have? And I would like to say to everyone listening, Ariane and I have this conversation daily because I have thousands of pet peeves and I just tell them to Ariane each morning. But Ariane, what is your pet peeve today? Mine is actually from last night because it was irritating me when I was trying to do some online shopping after payday. Went to buy a dress that I really liked and it was outstocking all sizes on the website, which really annoys me because I'm like, just take it off the website if you don't have it. Don't reel me in like that. It's false for advertising. Why, why yeah. show it if you can't have it? Exactly. Get rid of it. And then Ed, what was your best prank you've ever played i can't take full credit for it because it was a group of us but it, i was on a stag do recently and we made the stag wear a lifeguard outfit to a pool party and the shorts disintegrate in the water so uh, it'd be fair to say it got a few looks but luckily we got some budgie smugglers at hand for, so he could quickly get changed after after the event Budgie smugglers aren't even a great look anyway, so... No, exactly, exactly. It was a lose-lose for the, for the poor yeah. fella, but anyway. <laughs> good prank, I think. Let's, can we just quickly go around the room and introduce yourself? In your own words, how long you've been at IMG Arena for and what you do here? Ariane, I'm going to come to you first again. So I've been at IMG Arena for literally just over a year. I joined last summer after graduating from university on the Endeavour Summer Internship Programme, working in the marketing team. And then after that, I joined straight away to become marketing executive full-time. And kind of since that has progressed, I've now moved to become events executive as I've always been interested in events and really enjoy working on that side of things. So kind of, and working with Steph, obviously. So I kind of work across all of our events, the two main ones being ICE at the XL in London and we've got G2E coming up in Vegas. Really tough life, trip to Vegas, can't complain. And then Ed, how about you? How long have you been here for now? Uh, so I've been here for just under a month. I'm a research and data analyst in the rights team. So I help inform decisions for us moving forward in sort of rights we acquire, which events and which sports. Nice. Interesting. Get a full like scope of the business in the rights team, I suppose. Very much so. Yeah, I've been able to sort of work across with different departments already with only being here a short while. So yeah, very, very enjoyable. 
Lovely. And John, as mentioned before, you're brand spanking you. What is your role at IMG in there now, John? Uh, yeah, so I'm a graduate developer, actually partaking in the company's first tech graduate scheme. And yeah, I've been here seven whole days now, and I'm currently working with the DDE team with their data pipeline. And I really think the DDE is like deepest, darkest coding, like coding to like its natural form is that would you say that's true or not really am i just being naive i think it sounds scary especially to me but i think it stands for the direct digital data, data exchange. exchange yeah digital data exchange yeah and so uh, yeah i guess there's um there's a lot of stuff you need to pick up about it but yeah we're working our way through it you're in for a ride john you're in for a ride <laughs> So as always, interrupt me if I am talking rubbish, but I do think that all three of you, I am doing it is your first ever job. So tell me, how did you get the job here and what was the process and your reasoning for joining I am Jurina? I'm going to go to you, Ed, first. So what career did you want when you went to university? Well, my sort of journey towards joining IMG Arena started whilst studying my undergraduate at the University of Manchester. As part of my degree, I had to take placement periods and in my final year, I took a six-week placement working for a sportsbook operator in Gibraltar. And there I became aware of how the industry had transformed and how data companies such as IMG Arena have become sort of the epicenter of the ecosystem. So IMG Arena was always something I sort of somewhere I wanted to aspire to join. And after my master's in which I studied sports business, I then wrote a thesis on pretty much the area and topic that IMG cover really. So it's always been working my way up towards IMG. And obviously IMG is a synonymous name in sport and that's why I'd like to work here. It does sound like match made in heaven when you found the job that you currently have, Ed. Most definitely. Honestly, the job description couldn't have been more aligned with what I'd studied at university and sort of what, what my interests are. So yeah, very excited to be here. And Aaron, how about you? How did you find your way to IMG Arena? And to me? <laughs> yeah, so as I said, I started on the Endeavour Summer Internship Programme last year. I actually think I only really found out about it because one of my friends did it a couple of years before me and really raved about it and how great it is to kind of figure out what you want to do because you get to kind of get exposure to all different aspects of Endeavour. I didn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted to do after university, so it seemed like a good place for me to kind of get exposure to everything that Endeavour cover and kind of figure out what it is that interests me. So yeah, that's kind of how I first got onto it. And then obviously ended up in IMG Arena for the internship and it just worked out that I would stay on afterwards. So, And then John, you're the newest here. How's it been? And how did you find your job at IMG Arena? It's been really good. Everyone in the tech team is really welcoming, especially with the, when you have, you still have your training wheels on really. But um, finding the grad scheme, yeah, I just found it on LinkedIn in my final year during the kind of the manic panic that you get you usually have at the end of the year when you don't have a job offer yet but yeah it's um yeah it was just on linkedin i applied and the the process was actually really really fast to kind of get through everybody's interviews and everything like that the grad scheme is brand new it's the first time it's ever been introduced to img arena do you feel that's an added pressure being part of the first cohort in the grad scheme or does it give you an element of freedom i think i think the latter definitely uh takes a bit of pressure away from it when everybody knows there's going to be teething problems with onboarding new graduates and kind of people not having the right kind of tech stacks at the beginning, but then also being given the opportunity to learn everything whilst working on kind of real, real tasks for the company. So yeah, definitely does take a bit of pressure off it. 
because everybody's well aware of the teething problems it's going to have having a first ever grad scheme. So I'm now going to quickly focus on you again, John, sorry. Can you tell us more <laughs> about the grad scheme and what the different stages are, how long is it going on for, and about the other grads that are on, on the season as well? Uh, yeah, so I think the grad scheme lasts for just about a year and you go through four different placements. So you go through kind of, they have loads of tech teams that focus on specific pieces of the, I guess, pieces of the IMG Arena Pi, where you kind of work on something that focuses on the back end, something that focuses on the front end, so the, the kind of UI stuff. And then you, all the graduates are all going to be placed in what we call the platform and the QA team, just so you kind of are well introduced to kind of the underlying infrastructure of IMG Arena services and also uh, how to check and approve quality code and to test yours and as well as your colleagues kind of additions and uh, new features. And how many grads are on the scheme? Currently there are only five. One of the grads actually there's someone newer than me who arrived yesterday. Oh I should have yeah, been um... you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Ariane John was on the IMG Vino grad scheme and is on the grad scheme right now. How different does the current grad scheme sound to the Endeavour internship program? I mean, I don't know loads about the grad scheme, but I think I quite like the fact that you guys have like the rotational aspect of it, that you get to work across different teams. Because I mean, the Endeavour one was great in that every week we would have a call from a different part of Endeavour. So you kind of got like a quick intro to what that part of the company does. But I mean, obviously Endeavour is so complicated. So it's quite hard to get your head around literally just from an hour's call each week. And I think like the rotational aspect of the grad scheme sounds like a great idea because I think, I mean, you guys might disagree, but I think it's so hard to know exactly what it is you actually want to do after university. So getting to kind of like try out different areas and different teams sounds like a really good option. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the internship and it was a great way to kind of like get a quick induction into different aspects of Endeavour. And I imagine it's probably quite hard doing an eight-week internship and having interns rotating around different teams. But um, no, that's the grad scheme sounds great. So hopefully it goes well. Definitely does help to kind of focus in on what you want to be doing, really. I think I'd like that now, to be honest, and I'm seven years in. So <laughs> right now it's definitely an employee market. Employees have got to sell a company and make it an attractive place to work. So what attracted you to joining IMG Arena, if anything? Or um, was it more the case of just find me a job? Because I know when I first looking for a job, it definitely was the case. Just give me a job anywhere. My first job wasn't IMG Arena. I would like to say that. So John, what attracted you to the grad scheme at IMG Arena? Definitely the rotational aspect of it. Kind of coming from a computer science degree, you kind of taught a lot of the principles that go around building successful software. And so you didn't really specialize too much. Uh, well, at least I didn't, which meant that kind of being able to work in these varied teams and being able to experience all these fronts of application development and software development, it's uh, definitely will help me eventually figure out what I want to actually be specialized in. But also I do love sport and working for a company that works so closely with sports and sports data was quite, I guess, one of the main attraction points of it. Yeah, I would say that if any one of those emails come out and we have get free free tickets to stuff, just reply in the first 10 seconds of your reply. <laughs> Even if you're doing the yeah. podcast right now, if one happens right now, you close your laptop and you just send that email straight away. <laughs> but they do come fairly regularly. That is true. Yeah. Ed, apart from the, the obvious attraction, the fact that your thesis was basically the job description at your current job, what else attracted you to your job at IMG Arena? I think throughout my 
time studying, particularly my master's, which specialised in sports business, IMG was a name that was like just synonymously associated with good practice and then being at the forefront of everything. I mean, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't know that it stood for international management group i just knew it as img um but obviously knew that just before interview but it's um yeah it's just a synonymous name in the industry and img arena itself it's obviously within the endeavor group it's grown so exponentially over the last sort of 10 years as the industry has grown with it and it's at the forefront of that so as an industry, it's something I really wanted to be a part of throughout my university study, really. It is a fun company to be a part of. Ariane, how about you? I mean, you came to the Intent program, so you probably wanted more IMG than IMG Arena. But Well, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted, to be honest, when I was applying for it. I kind of just like ticked my interests. I, th- I remember in the application, there was like number of boxes you could choose about what you were interested in, and then they just matched you up. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't applying for IMG Arena. I was applying for just generally the IMG internship and kind of seeing where I ended up. So I suppose like it was more the wider attraction to IMG. And as I said, my friend did it a couple of years before me and she talked about how great it was from that perspective of getting to kind of meet loads of different people. And I know so many people have come up to me recently that I've met like this year's current interns and kind of asked me about networking. And I just think the IMG network and the Endeavor network is so great. And there's so many amazing people here that you never know where they're going to be able to help you out. So that kind of was the main thing that really attracted me to it was to try and meet loads of amazing people that work at IMG and kind of hopefully learn a lot from the different areas across that like I was helping out last week at the Hurlingham Tennis which IMG Tennis events run and it was so completely different to any of the events that we do so it was just that was just through networking when I got here and so it's just good that you be able get to be able to like try out different things and get loads of different experiences so that's really what attracted me in the first place and then just happened to end up in arena which is gets all the benefits of that as well it's worked out well I would say the network within Endeavour is pretty unparalleled so I think anyone would be stupid not to utilize it so my advice to the young ones here yeah exactly um, but in terms of early careers and like <laughs> applying for jobs and all those kind of things in terms of early careers and thinking about yourself and th- thinking selfishly for a minute or two what do you think IMG Arena could do more to attract and retain early careers people like yourself obviously having checked the IMG Arena website careers website throughout my sort of university study with one eye moving here I felt it was always difficult to see which jobs were entry level and which were for people that had been or had experience in the field already. And I felt it was quite difficult. I didn't want to hamper my chances by applying for a lot of lots of different jobs. I want to make sure I'm secure in knowing that it's an entry level job and that it's appropriate for me to apply. So I think potentially just as a website design sort of thing is actually having an entry level area. But I must say since uh, joining the company, I think I echo John's sentiment that the onboarding has been really good for me in terms of being able to understand how different departments work and how it all fits into the wider organisation of IMG Arena. And I think having just exposure to how you fit into the whole system as a team and then as an individual in that team has been really helpful. We've actually talked about it before, Steph, but there's been a few times where people have asked me to kind of share roles amongst my friends that have just graduated or whatever. And then I've read the job description and it doesn't say anywhere that it's suitable for somebody that has just come out of university. So I definitely think we need to highlight that more or which roles are suitable. And yeah, having a dedicated early career section on the website, I think would be really useful just for people to kind of get their head round exactly what it is IMG Arena do. And like, it's a fairly complicated 
business to be a part of like we obviously have so many different aspects to it so I think kind of a specific area on the website to I suppose try and make it as simple as possible when you haven't really had any real world business experience yet would definitely be useful and I think just I mean I seem to actually be hampering on about this but I think back to the networking side of things as well like I'm obviously super lucky like Steph you really like encourage me to network and stuff around around the network and you're really supportive of that but I don't know maybe like more informal actual planned networking situations like obviously we have social situations but I think yeah just encouraging networking in all teams I think is is definitely kind of the thing I would say. So like all three of you have come from university straight into full-time job without really a break I don't really think which is actually very impressive because I was knackered after university but sadly university can't last forever and real world does beckon eventually so how have you found the transition from full-time work from being a full-time student like you can't wake up at 11 o'clock and open a beer anymore you have got to be straight into it and alert and ready ready to share at nine o'clock in the morning yeah it's definitely been a transition having done a lot of the work remotely as well at university it's you know coming in and commuting as well for me because I was commuting from quite far away in my first couple of weeks that was quite a transition quite a contrast from um, what I was used to but four years of study four five years of study I think I was ready to make that jump and I was actually craving a bit of routine yes it has been difficult I can't lie obviously you do I think in six months if you ask this question again I'll probably go I wish I was back there but um, you know I've enjoyed the routine element definitely in my first month I think as well just you know your evening times as well and you just sort of lose time that you thought you never had really so it's always the classic if you could go back and use time better but I've really enjoyed my time as I say the routine is a really big aspect of it I think yeah when you're a student you kind of always constantly nagged by yourself to kind of do a lot of your own work and then once you start like working life it's like well you work your hours and then you get guilt-free weekends which I haven't had in the last four years really so yeah it's definitely a big bonus of um starting a well-routine job yeah I, I agree with both of you like and I love having my guilt-free weekends and not always thinking like, oh, there's more work I should be doing. But equally, like <laughs> really lacking in time in the evenings, like by the time you've commuted home. I mean, I have a very yeah, short your, commute. Your so commute really is like five complain. minutes out I know, I know, I know. It is, it is really short. But even so, like I literally get home and I'm like, God, it's already like 6.30. One way, like most of my evening's gone by the time you like go to the gym or something. So that's been a weird adjustment. I think I also like, I found the adjustment quite weird for me. Just more, not necessarily like the work aspect of it, but... I suppose more just like I came from a very small university town where everyone kind of lived within like 15 minute walking distance of each other. And I lived with like five of my best friends and then moved to London where I was all of a sudden living by myself and my friends were kind of all on grad schemes like dotted around the country. So that was quite a weird adjustment. And I obviously started during COVID as well. So we were working from home most of the time, which at the time was, I kind of thought was okay because I was, I wasn't used to anything else, but you know, I can't keep me out of the office because I've realized how much I hate it. And I think that probably played a big part in the adjustment to kind of moving away from your friends, but then also working from home was like a really weird situation. But I think I'm used to it now. So definitely got there in the you end. You mentioned it, Ariane, so I'm going to bring it up. How have you found that working from home while you're still learning and new to a job element of it? Do you guys prefer coming into the office or do you like the flexibility that working from home allows you? I mean, I'm a massive advocate for being in the office. Like I, I mean, it definitely helps stuff that you're also always in the office. Like say as my manager, I can kind of like ask you questions all the time. Um, I think it's different if the people that you work with at all times aren't in the office, but I just think 
this last year, like when I compare the time that I did have working from home because we had no choice to now, I just learned so much more in the office. Like you overhear conversations that you wouldn't if you're just sitting at your desk and like you meet people outside of your team that you might not necessarily actually work with. But if you then eventually need to ask them a question, it's so much easier if you've built a relationship with them, having seen them around the office. So yeah, you can't get me out of the office. So Everyone's been very nice to sort of be very approachable in the office and you miss out on so many conversations and rapport building if you're not not in. But equally on the flip side as well, in terms of remote working for me, onboarding, it was quite hectic because I didn't have a base initially and I was commuting an hour and a half down. So actually having sort of the support of the team to say, look, some days, of course, you can work from home. That just having that knowledge that I could do, that was actually really helpful for me just because it would, you know, if it ever got overwhelming, it would just be hard to ask that question. But actually, they very much understood what my sort of situation was at the time. So it makes you more incentivized to be coming in every day when you've got people like that around you and wanting to sort of support you in that sort of way. I think I have the kind of opposite situation to Ariane here just because um, a lot of my team don't come into the office quite a lot. Like the the one person I'm supposed to kind of have to talk to on call to help me out with problems or well, mostly technical ones. I don't think he's, they don't usually come in to the office. So it's a, it's a lot harder to kind of see the, or see not say see the value, but like experience the value of being in the office all the time. But, you know, there are a lot of other teams who do show up in the office quite a lot. So you do get to interact with them, even though they may not be specialized in the area you're working at. But it's um, it's definitely nice to have the option. I think IMG Strike, a good, well, at least Arena Strike, a really good balance of it because I think it's mostly kind of almost like a 3-2 split. So you have the support you get when you're in, in the office, but also the flexibility of if you're either going to be busy a couple of days or just not feeling the commute that morning, you can always kind of pull up the laptop and just just get to work see my my desire to come in the office is actually just laziness because i don't want to take my laptop home every night i just <laughs> uh, i'm the same tracking my laptop yeah. home i'm like god this makes my but back heavy no, no, it doesn't, go, doesn't go doesn't even fit in my handbags so i'm like no i choose the handbag yeah. over the laptop <laughs> and also for me i love the routine of coming into the office so like i love a routine i get up at seven o'clock in the morning i do my teeth and i get into work and then i, I have my evening so i like the routine I like the fact that when as soon as you leave the office you know that you've kind of like left work behind for the evening like I enjoy the separation of that because I feel like sometimes when I was working from home like I would just sit in my laptop until like seven in the evening for literally no reason like I could have finished my work at five but I just feel like I'll just keep doing this you know so I like the separation of it I agree with you on that stuff big up the office Um, (laughs) you're very handily came through three different ways of coming to IMG Arena we had John through the IMG Arena grad scheme we had Ariane through the Endeavour internship program and we had Ed who just came straight in as your first full-time job so no no particular no particular route but equally as important so as people who are fresh-faced and brand spanking new I think we would all like to know how IMG Arena can appeal to a more broader audience um, how can we make IMG Arena a more desirable place to work and how can they improve their early careers development I think I found that with the grad scheme specifically I don't know if I just saw it late or if the kind of hiring scheme was quite late, late on in the year, but I think if the hiring process started a lot sooner, um, because a lot of grads, as soon as they get into their final year of university, would like to kind of start applying for jobs before the almighty crunch of dissertations, theses, and final exams start rolling around. And so I think um, having, you know, the added pressure of job final job interviews, I mean, I had about 60 university credits 
due in the same week I had my uh, IMG Arena interview, which wasn't great and all, but I think if, yeah, basically if they started their, their hiring process a lot sooner, you'd be a lot more desirable for a lot more graduates just so they have the uh, added security of knowing they have a grad job before things start hitting off the fan. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think as well, like, and we kind of touched on it earlier, but and I suppose it's been hard to do before now because we haven't really had a dedicated early careers kind of, I suppose, like team or kind of aspect to the business. But I think now definitely like building on the grad scheme and kind of broadening it out so that it doesn't just have to be within tech. And I think kind of just making it more accessible to people at university, like everyone's kind of heard of IMG, but I think making sure people consider IMG Arena as well. And as I said before, kind of just making it as simple as possible to understand kind of where you can fit into that and like having resources like whether it's I don't know this podcast on the website for people to listen to or like people thinking that they are coming into a place that kind of really does value early careers and is really there to kind of look after your career development and kind of help you gain as many skills as possible I think just kind of build building out our early careers section whether it's on the website or just generally would definitely attract more I think well luckily for me as well I had a bit of a knowledge of the industry as well before joining IMG but talking just post onboarding the way in which will make it more desirable for new starters i think you sort of get bombarded a little bit with the endeavor network and how img fits into that and actually that's quite a sort of top-down approach when actually i really was lucky that my team um took the time to sort of introduce what they all did how they fit into the team the rights team and then how the rights team fit into the wide img arena network so i think it can be quite overwhelming for a new starter coming into an industry or, or well a company knowing full well that the company as a whole is huge I think it's quite overwhelming so making sure that you're not sort of bombarded initially with a lot of the bigger stuff and actually just take it step by step to sort of build into the company and understand the machinations of IMG Arena first and foremost and then the IMG and then Endeavour was definitely something I would say is something that as an early starter, we'd enjoy. Do you think any of you actually understand the Endeavour Network yet? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, think I, don't, I don't think I ever will. I genuinely don't think I ever will. Like I've asked so many people about it. had so many conversations from different people in Endeavour and I just genuinely don't think I'll ever understand it. <laughs> it's too I think complicated. I, the, I think I watched the um, intro video about four times just to try <laughs> and uh, piece it together. But no, I just focused on IMG Arena and then hopefully hopefully that'll make sense soon and then hopefully we'll move on to the bigger the bigger picture. You, you'll just absorb the knowledge by osmosis or something. Exactly. Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> John, how about you? What do you think we can do to attract and retain people who are early on in their career? I guess speaking from a purely tech person's point of view, I mean, you, I think they're doing quite well with it. I think you know, this being the first ever grad scheme that you guys, a grad team is definitely one of the more mainstream ways companies recruit graduates, especially in the tech field, because it's always going to take quite a lot of time to um, transition from doing things from a purely academics point of view to then applying it to real world business and understanding things like um, how you handle kind of business goals along with kind of technical development and things like that. That, that all will come from learning from essentially the, your, your managers and your kind of mentors that you'll have throughout this grad scheme, hopefully. I'm not there just yet, but um, yeah, um, other than that, I think, yeah, other than the earlier recruitment cycle, I think this is definitely a good step in the right direction for IMG Arena. 
just picking up on what John said, actually, sorry, mentors, I think is a really good idea. Like I know that's in the grad scheme and like Steph, I would kind of say you've been my mentor just through being my manager. But I think an actual like mentor program could be a really good way of doing it. Cause I know that definitely for the first few months when I was in, like I did feel quite lost a lot of the time in terms of kind of like first time being in an office and having to like, I don't know, just like socialize with so many new people and figure out what they will do and everything. Like just having a mentor to kind of guide you with all of those kind of things. I definitely think. Could be yeah, I think I remember when I fed, had my first job, you're not that busy. Let's be frank. Like in the first couple of days and like, you actually feel guilty about doing that, but you're not really confident in yourself to actually say like, excuse me, sorry, like be Oliver Twist and say, can I have some more, sir? Can I have some more? Like, I think yeah, having <laughs> a mental program and actually really help that and like give you the confidence to actually like tell you how you can ask questions without sounding like you're, an absolute idiot for example yeah yeah exactly I think that's a really good idea also one thing I've I've, I've had I've I found when I had when I started my career many 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 years ago if you're not that old don't be that long was that like I felt that I wasn't always listened to because I was seen as to be the new person and like she doesn't know anything yet kind of thing have you encountered anything of like that when you started your career or has everyone been quite accommodating and quite trusting in your opinion so far I think I have but it's more in my own head rather than other people if that makes sense like I I actually had a conversation with somebody in the team about this a couple weeks ago where I said I often feel like a lot of the time I don't necessarily speak up because in my head I see myself as really junior and so like if I'm like even like before ICE, for example, I remember having a meeting with all of the sales guys and saying they're thinking like how incredibly daunting that was because I was like, they're literally just like, she's just graduated. Like, why is she telling us all this, running this, whatever? And actually in reality, nobody thinks that. And this person I was speaking to was literally like, I never want to hear you use the word junior again. Like you come across well, you're confident, you know what you're doing. You're in that role for a reason. So you kind of need to back yourself on that. So I think it's definitely more something that's in my own head that I need to get over rather than anyone in the team making me feel like that, if that makes sense. Like anyone I've actually had that to has been incredibly supportive of it and really shut that down from my side. So I think that's more just my own thing that I need to deal with. Sam. Definitely agree with Ariane there. Just because, um, yeah, even in kind of a lot of the the kind of catch-up meetings that we have all the time in the team, they're always asking what, I, uh, what I'm doing and always asking like what I've been up to in terms of um, kind of any work that I've done. And I'm always like really shy to kind of share it just because I feel like I'm doing very small things for a comparatively large team. I know a lot of people are doing a lot more work than I am, but they're always, always they're always trying to check up on me, making sure I am feeling involved and feeling like I am contributing properly, which is great and everything. But also it is very much in my own head of like, yeah, I feel like I'm not doing, I'm still quite junior, especially when you're getting on board such a big kind of, I guess a, a massive software company there's a lot of things that you have to learn before you start active, actively contributing in massive spurts to actual development and things like that. So yeah, they've been very accommodating. I think my team's been also very approachable. I think in the rights team, we've got to bounce ideas off each other and I'd, I've never been sort of dismissed or felt like I was being dismissed um, just from being like someone who was younger, but equally um, you do question yourself on some of the processes. Like you, like I haven't used Excel for a while. Oh, Matt um, Lambie has got you covered on that one there, surely. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but obviously it's quite, it is quite daunting when obviously someone like Matt shows you his uh, his docs and sort of trying to get your head around it. And in time, it actually did become a lot quicker. And I was saying to myself, come on, over time, it will 
become second nature but initially getting over that barrier it's almost felt like you I was wasting time just trying to get my head around things and um I think actually working from home sometimes that made it worse because it's much harder to approach people working from home and sort of dropping them a team's message is a lot more daunting and because you feel like you're disrupting them because you know that you're not being or you feel like if you're not being as productive as they are um but whereas in the office I felt like I've been able to and a lot of the things that I thought are you know, I've done wrong on a major way. You usually end up to not be nowhere near as bad, but you just got to make sure that you communicate that with your team. So I think everyone's been really, really good with that sort of thing. I've never felt dismissed ever. Uh, I think like also a lot of the time we kind of just have to cut ourselves some slack. Like I think I really underestimated how long it would take me to like learn everything and me to feel like comfortable. Like I knew exactly what I was doing in my job. And I remember actually having a conversation with Liv's that she only about like three months in getting like really frustrated I'm also like a massive perfectionist and put a lot of pressure on myself but getting frustrated at how I like felt like I still didn't quite like like feel like I was good enough at what I was doing kind of thing and she was literally like you have been here for three months like you you should not be expected to know all of this by now and I think of it now and like I'm still a year in and there's still so much that I'm learning at this point so I think we kind of have to just sometimes like recognize as well that like we don't know everything and it's not, we're not going to get it overnight. Like it's, it's all such a learning process and it's going to take us a while to get to that stage. But I think we just have to view it as a learning process rather than just always putting the pressure on ourselves to be like, I should know that by now. Have the you know? patience. Yes, exactly. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. No, I think it's true though. I mean, I, I think even now, like for anyone of us, I don't think anyone is expected to um, know everything, but I think it's just the understanding that we don't have to know everything and take, the, and take the pressure away from us and especially as an, as, a, as as three new persons and, and new, three new faces in arena I think as long as someone has your support and has your back then I think that's that that's all you really want you want someone to go out to bat go out to bat for you so right that was all a bit exhausting but you all seem super happy being with IMG arena so I'm pleased about that so let's calm it down and that's going to go into the final questions the part that I love every single month my favorite part of the podcast John, I'm sorry. I know you are brand new, but hopefully you have met some people <laughs> around the business to um, put in the firing line for these questions, let's say. Sure. <laughs> um, so first question, I'm going to throw it out to the crowd. Uh, who would you never want to live with at IMG Arena? Or who would you want to live with at IMG Arena? It can be either or. I'm not I'm not petty. I think I'm going to go with who I'd like to live with. I'd like to live with um, Lloyd. He's a developer at the Streams team. He just, I think the first, uh, my first day, they took us down to the pub. And he seemed just a, like a fun guy to have a good time with. I actually adore Lloyd. He's on the social, he's <laughs> on the social committee within IMG Arena, and he he, he uh, submitted a proper CV to um as to support his application for the social committee. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so cute. Social butterfly, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was wonderful. So if anyone wants any social 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 issues or social events to plan, go to Lloyd. <laughs> um, how about you, two? Ariana Ed? Who would you want to live with, or who would you not want to live with? Archie Bannister, I could not live with. Sorry, Arch. He's mine. He's mine to live with. <laughs> he, he's given me more life advice in one month than my mother. So, um, you know, I think. Uh, I'm not think, sure I would uh, take all that life advice. No, I, I, <laughs> Some I, I, of it I might do be questionable. I do, I do the opposite. So it seems to be, work, <laughs> be working out for me so far. I told no, you I just think I he'd be too with. messy. It would stress Sam me shot. out. <laughs> Interrupting our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And who would you put in as a substitute in a battle to the death? 
definitely Ed Chamberlain. He's one of the other grads, but he's just he's just a massive dude. Yep. I think he used to play rugby, he said, so I think he can handle himself in a battle to the death. One, one punch and they're, and they're out. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, I I back that you. me. Yeah. Yeah, you or Liv's would definitely have my back, I reckon. That's a big compliment. And who would you share a lottery ticket with and truly believe they wouldn't run off for the money? I'd pick Matt Lambie in the Riots team because I reckon if we if we won a mill, we could put it in an Excel document and see how we could share it evenly. <laughs> I think Matt Lambie would have bet on like the 410 at Cheltenham or something. <laughs> but no, that's it. All over. You can now breathe. Episode three of the podcast is over. Thank you very much for our guests for joining this week. It's been so lovely to meet you all. And thank you, uh, John, for being brave and doing the podcast in literally your first week of work. Um, it has been great talking to all of you and hearing your ideas and how we can make IMG Arena a more attractive place for everyone to be a part of. So thank you, Ariane. Thanks for having me, Steph. Thank you very much, thank Steph, for having us. Thanks, Steph, for having us. <laughs> I'm hesitant to promise, but next month we should be talking to the technology team. So tune in and see you all next month. Mm-hmm.